Buckle up, Buttercup. It's about to get weird. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Oh, hey there, listener. Welcome to episode 160 of the Magnificently Huge podcast. This is Chris, and this week, along with my cohort, Eric and Brian, uh, we're going to dive off the deep end into the weird and wild movies, Uh, but it's movies that are not designed to be weird. That was my challenge to the team this week. Uh, It's movies that you get into them and you think, this is really strange, but they're not deliberately done to be strange. They're just outright weird. And it's a challenge. It really is. Even I, thinking up this topic, had trouble with it. Uh, So you'll hear some of our responses and see what we got right, what we got wrong. Even though there's no scorekeeping, it's all just freeform association, like always. So, hope you enjoy our little dive into the weird end of the pool this week. If you like what you hear, send us an email to magnificentlyhuge@gmail.com. Always appreciate that. You can catch us on Twitter at MagHuge, Facebook Magnificent Huge Podcast. We're even on Instagram, Magnificent Huge Podcast as well. Uh, so, you know, like our feed, share us around, tell your friends and family. You can also hit us up on any of your podcast purveyors, such as iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, etc., etc. And, you know, then head on over to our website, maghuge.com, M-A-G-H-U-G-E.com. You'll see show links and pics and stuff and fun and whatever. Enjoy. But by all means, uh, share us around. Give us some likes. Uh, give us five-star ratings, if you would, please. Tell everyone how much fun you're having listening to the show. Because we're having so much goddamn fun making it for you. Pardon my French. Uh, so, without further ado, uh, things are going to get weird as we talk about films that are not supposed to be weird, but really are. Oh, it's a hoot. Check you later. Thanks for stopping by. Hey, it's the Magnificently Huge Podcast coming you live and direct from the fabulous Four Seasons Landscaping Company right next door to the Fantasy Island Adult Bookstore and Sex Emporium. That did not really happen. <laughs> that did not really happen. I was tucking in my shirt. Yeah. They got, they got yeah, it's across the street from what, a crematorium? So they got stuck between a cock and a hard place? <laughs> oh, hey, everybody, so- I'm Brian. Something. Welcome to the show. This is Chris. Was that bad scheduling or did like someone in the mob own that place? That's the I, question. Uh, who, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. It's hilarious. No, nobody, nobody knows for sure. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 they couldn't book the Holiday Inn Spawn Palace. So yeah, they had to go with the whatever. Oh, what a weekend, right? I also like the idea that uh, the whole point of that was, this is just to let you know the kind of entertainment you're going to be missing out on now, America. <laughs> yeah. It also <laughs> underscores the fact that uh, the press conference to deliver the information about the 40,000, 400,000, whatever it was, illegal balance was from the wrong four seasons. They couldn't even figure <laughs> out the location. Oh, uh, I have God. every confidence in Rudy Giuliani. Again. Yeah, he's been he's been so trustworthy and uh, accurate so far. So let's oh go. Oh God! So, hey everybody, yeah. we're recording on Sunday, November eighth, and yeah, twenty 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 goddamn twenty. Yeah. This is uh the this has been the longest year of of the week of November. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, man, it's funny to think of the amount of stuff that has happened that will only be on a single history quiz for some kid to fail in yeah. like two it's three uh, years. Crazy. Good Lord. So uh, happy to reiterate that Joe Biden is the president-elect via the, mm-hmm. all the projections. I doubt any of that's going to get overturned at any point in time. So Trump but has basically gonna be 73 days of just utter horseshit. <laughs> horseshit. Yeah, I guarantee you he's going to set fire to the drapes and piss on every rug in that fucking White House before they perp walk him out. That's just mm-hmm. my I mean, feeling. I'm worried about yeah. them destroying records, frankly, but yeah. you know, 
So, you know, the big the big question over under does President Trump try to pardon himself? That's that's what we want to see. I say I wouldn't put I say he doesn't take any chances and he resigns the day before so that Pence can pardon him. Yeah, he's he's going to go the route that is the most least transparent. Yeah. You See, know Eric, if you go your version, I think that might actually make more sense because then all of the stuff about 46th president would have to get reprinted and Biden would be 47. <laughs> <laughs> That'll so it's show like an up. extra dick move, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just, I like the fact that uh, as the results became clear and then they finally fucking called it on the Saturday, the entire world erupted in joy. Yeah. Yeah. And. <laughs> That's the gotta, way they do when dictators fall. Yeah. Yes, and you you gotta wonder uh, what kind of life choices are you making where the entire fucking planet, minus China and Russia, uh, dance on your gravestone because you lost your job. <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. that says it all. There were fireworks in my figured, neighborhood. I always figured he knew he was a supervillain and dug it. Uh, no, I think he's the supervillain that thought he was the hero. That's really my thinking. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, he's the ultimate Bond dickhead uh, in this scenario. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sorry. The schadenfreude is just palpable, and I'm giddy this, this yeah. day. I'm sorry. Uh, I can't, we're we're going we're gonna to dance on Trump's grave just a little I bit. I wanted here. the Senate to turn more, frankly, but yeah. I guess split-ticket voting is not dead. No. But the, the no. best part about that, this is the silver lining for me on that, though. Yes, it's disappointing that the down ballot stuff didn't turn like they thought, but this is the deal that's in stark relief. That means that the majority of the voting populace still rejected Donald Trump, even though they stuck with the Republican Party. Yeah. <laughs> so there you have it. Yeah. Okay, let's take it. That's good news. I'm, I'm not going to get into any of the like fear stuff. We're going to enjoy this moment because, mm-hmm. frankly, this whole week has been nothing but anxiety yeah. and fear and pain and suffering and fresh shit. This shit is fresh. Yeah, I'm looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to having a show where we don't talk about politics at all. We're in yeah. complete ignorance until yeah. uh, we see the movie Donald Trump starring Colin Quinn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Four Seasons landscaping uh, documentary. Ah, get out of my office, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so apologies to the listeners. This is probably our last hurrah for any sort of. Oh, no, no, he's going to pull some crap between now and January, and we'll talk about it. Fingers crossed. But but fresh shit. Fresh Fresh shit's the segment where we talk about, like, things we've been watching and reading and doing this week. Did anybody do any of that? Uh, Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I did. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was still a week. I mean, you still had to find stuff to distract yourself from the shit show. So, you know. So, okay, Chris, what do you got then? Uh, who's been watching The Mandalorian season two? Why? On Disney Plus? I have watched one episode of season two oh. of The Mandalorian. Have you seen the first or the second episode? The first one, of okay. course. Then I won't ruin the second episode, but it is equally delightful and fun. Eric, so. what about you? Have you been watching The Mandalorian? No, we just canceled uh, Disney Plus like a week or two ago. Yeah. And, uh, like a I'm schmuck. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can do that. I watched all of Mandalorian season one and I'm like, yeah, it's good, but I'm okay. It's yeah. so it's fun. how much damn fan service are we going to jam into every episode of The Mandalorian? I think all of it. They're going to rectify every mistake that the third trilogy <laughs> decided to make. <laughs> That's my feeling. <laughs> they went they went hardcore on yeah. all the Tatooine references oh, yeah. in the first episode. There were Star there were Attack of the Clones references. There were um, new, still I mean new hope Menace references. Yeah, I mean you everything, man. Yeah. They went deep a brand new hope is that what it's called yeah (laughs) that's exactly what it was called but i like that they uh they've totally played up the spaghetti western vibe uh yeah i love it when they do that because that's basically what this show is it's just a spaghetti western in space uh and they really own up to it when they want to and it's delightful. So, so okay, wait, you know. what's the actor's name? I'm I'm speaking. The guy from uh ah, S- Santa Clarita Diet and Deadwood, oh, like Timothy um, Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant is yeah. the guest in this episode. Yeah, and Cobb he's, Vant. He's having yeah. fun. Yeah, and then is it, is you it get the is it Goofy Timothy Oliphant or uh, no. Deadwood Timothy Oliphant? 
it's sort of like an in-between because he, he he's winky winky because he knows he's in a show called the mandalorian but he's having fun <laughs> mm, so right. he's not the full-on just in your face i'll fucking kill you if you look at me wrong uh, i miss that from Timothy deadwood oh. uh but but he's still kind of a a badass he's the sheriff <laughs> yeah he's a sheriff in a town on tatooine and he's and he's wearing bubba fett's armor so then that's all the easter egg shit that leads into this season's quest which is the mandalorian having to reunite the kid with his race and he's got a lead on other mandalorians that might be able to help him so then we're going to find out what happened to boba fett mm. that's really yeah. the the capper on that. So, somehow, Timothy Oliphant's character has not only come across Boba Fett's armor from the bowels of the Sarlacc, yeah. but has also come across one of the pods that Anakin Skywalker drove. <laughs> yeah, and retrofitted a, it into a, a lot vehicle. going on. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. But the but the first episode, they're really having some fun because it's basically like, what would happen if we say took tremors? And then put it in the Star Wars universe. That sounds like something we ought to try. And so it's about a big giant worm that burrows under a small town, and then they have to fight it, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So it's it's goofy as shit, but it's really fun. Uh, yeah, I'm, it's, I'm enjoying it. It's it, pure it, escapism. The show is full on cotton candy. It has absolutely no <laughs> gravity whatsoever. It's just yeah. and it's, it's just great. here's your fluff, everybody. Yeah, and yeah. I love it when they do the Star Wars universe like that. Because the last three movies are just... Ugh. So it's nice that they're, uh, they're finally getting back to their popcorn roots and actually making it just a rock. I was really you know actually I mean? enjoying the show a lot more when it felt like a weekly adventure. Okay, here's what we're doing this week. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's kind of what it is, that, though. That's what they're doing. Yeah. It's, uh, if you're familiar with the old Western TV show back in the 50s, Have Gun, Will Travel which is just about a, a gunslinger that moved from town to town and got into scrapes and they wrapped him up in 30 and minutes. And gave people gum. That's literally what this is. Because yeah. they needed gum. That's why they called it. Not have, have gum, gum will travel. Will travel. But he had gum Dumb and he gave ass. it to people. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was the hub above a man. My, my father's being killed. I'm sorry, would you, would you, would you like some gum? <laughs> I got some gum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's like that. So it's, it's a nice antidote because the other thing I've been slogging through is the second season of The Boys which I'm not digging as much, I gotta tell you. I so. liked it. Huh. So I mean, it's, I've been slogging okay. it as well. Yeah. You can't, you're taking on my fresh shit, Chris. <laughs> Sorry. Going. No, well, no, we, it's fine. Well, we can roll a into it. show. Everybody will be uh, thankful. But yeah, it's, uh, it's still good, but it's just, I don't know, they're not as fun. Because the first season was just dark fun and making a lot of hay out of the whole superhero Marvel thing. And this season, it's they aren't really playing with that as much, and it's just not I, fun. I've I finished uh, 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 the boys, and I I'm glad to hear you guys are on it now. Uh, my take though is that yeah, we've gotten through all that exposition, and now we're into yeah. the full story, and it's like the the thrill of fucking with the Marvel universe is just over, and so. You know, yeah, that's but that's yeah. okay. I I like what they and they're doing it. now, which is well, dark. I, it's yeah, it's definitely a departure from the comics because uh, the second chapter is totally different in the graphic mm. novel than it is from what they're doing here. Uh, and they take mm. tidbits here and there, but it's 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 still f- enjoyable to a degree. But for me, it's I'm coming off of watching the Watchmen show last year, which just blew my mind. And between the first season of The Boys and then Watchmen and now coming back to season two of The Boys, it just, the luster is not quite yeah. there for me and I'm struggling. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a quibble. It's still a solid show and it's still really good and gets its point across very well. Uh, but it's just not so sadistically gleeful <laughs> like the first season was, and that's what I think I miss. Yeah, I'm about so, two-thirds of the way through. I just watched the episode where every character has sex, except there's, like, no real nudity somehow in a sh- yeah. in this otherwise completely R-rated show. Yeah. Um, well, that's the funniest end scene, too, when uh, Homelander and Stormfront are just banging. <laughs> and it's like the joke between, like, what would happen if Superman and Wonder Woman yeah. went at it. I mean, that's the literal embodiment, that whole end scene, where they're just tearing the shit and out of each other. And very weird music choices to have Aerosmith's dream on, right? I mean, that's just like, yeah. what? What? Why? 
Well, but I dig it still. Well, the whole like, thing yeah, is so I, strange. I like, yeah. I, oh yeah, and I love the the idea of the superhero woman grabbing the superhero man by the head and jamming his face into her crotch. That was funny. Yeah, eat it. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just so, so weird. Uh, the one thing I will say about the boys is the casting for Homelander. Wow, did they yeah. find the right guy? Like he just he just looks like. Uh, you know, a a real sort of Hollywood face man who then just had a bad meth yeah. habit. You know? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. He just well, has this yeah. horror. Did you, just so off-putting to look at Did you at, ever watch guy. the show Banshee? Because no. he, uh, no. Anthony Starr, he was, he was uh, the lead on Banshee. And it was the same kind of thing where he was just like, he's the hero, but he's also fucking psychotic. And and one thing you see less of in this nice. show, he's one of those people who has trouble keeping his tongue in his mouth. Like he has an overlarge tongue and it just keeps going <laughs> out of his mouth. Nice. I'm just, yeah, The whenever they dive into his weird breast milk fetish, <laughs> uh, I get really creeped out. And it's just sort of like, this is just kind of beyond the beyond for you're me supposed to get creeped yeah. out right like it's just uh, yeah he's just awful uh, to look at that guy he's, but it's yeah. great so but i like that they do all the maneuverings behind because they're all these contracted uh superheroes with this giant corporation so they're basically just commodities and so they're always wondering about their ratings and where their popularity is going and blah la la yeah. and it's Giancarlo just all of the esposito yeah. is having a villain moment this last couple that's of years, true right? that's true yeah Waiting for the dark saber to show back up in uh, this new season of Mandalorian. Yeah, and he's playing the heavy in the next Far Cry game as well. He's he's just somewhere he got the agent who's like, okay, it's our turn to be Alan Rickman for 2020. <laughs> there, there you go. We're doing this. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. If they were making more Harry Potter movies, he would have been perfect. You know what I mean? Right. But whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so between uh, Mandalorian and the boys, that's really all I've been watching this week. So. Yep. Eric, what do you got? Uh, I, uh, I watched a movie that came out, I think, just before uh, the, 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 the COVID uprising. Um, I could be wrong on the timing. Anyway, it's called Ready or Not. Anyone remember the Ready or Not? Yes! Oh, I told yes. you to watch great. this. I love this movie. It's so great. It's so it's such an Eric movie, isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to say this real quick so I can edit. Hey, everybody, spoilers for Ready or Not. Hit the spoiler bump. <laughs> This shit is spoilers. What do you mean? Spoilers. Okay, go. I was watching it and I'm like, oh, oh, they're not going (laughs) to wait. And they didn't. She kills just one after another. And then she ends it all Margot Robbie badass. And I was like, actually, my wife and I had the same opinion. This is the kind of feeling we were hoping to come out of Knives Out with. This is just way better than Knives Out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's because they just dis- they went gleefully in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Like, Knives Out is still constrained by its format because it's still at its heart just a, a traditional mystery. Whereas Ready yeah. or Not is just they've got no rules. It's like, fuck it. We'll just, everybody's head gets so- to get popped like a grape. Uh, yeah, lots of viscera. Who, who saw yeah. that coming? The whole time they were acting like you know that the whole Satan thing was just nonsense and bullshit, and uh, and then it's yeah. not. That's <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like a cabin in the woods sort of twist. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, Ready or Not <laughs> is is the movie about the woman who marries into a family of uh, people who have inherited the fortunes of a of a board game developer who made a deal with the devil, and if they don't. <laughs> yeah fulfill the silly game the devil will blow their heads up yeah <laughs> and everybody's head explodes. but it takes you a while to it. learn all of that so <laughs> so yeah. the whole time it's just it's but, yeah. oh yeah so yeah i i'm glad you saw it i'm glad you liked it eric i really was ho- hoping you would watch that one at some point and it's uh it's so weird to me too because that's sarah weaving uh, right? who looks so much like margot robbie it's yeah freaky uh, and, and then was, when she showed she up in Little Bill or Little Ted, yeah, one of the yeah, two. when she showed up yeah. in Bill and Ted's, I was like, that is not the same actress. And then she's in a movie called the the Babysitter, I guess it's on Netflix, where she's like a oh. demonic babysitter. Maybe it's a remake of the original uh, horror film, The Babysitter. Uh, yeah, 
Maybe. I don't know. I keep seeing clips for it, but there's a lot of shenanigans. But she's also in that. And every time I see her, it's like, ah, why? it's just, she looks so much like Barbara Robbie. It's just <laughs> distracting me. Because then I think, is this really Margaret? I no, thought it was Margaret when Robbie, we were going to so, go yeah, see it's it. Funny. Like, I'm but she's also, I think, going, that's fucking Margaret Robbie. Yeah. Right? Well, I like, I think I mentioned this earlier when we were talking about Bill and Tez, but she's yeah. Hugo Weaving's niece. And so there's like mm. a whole other like wheel turning in the background for all of the, the connections to that now that she's been in Bill and Ted uh, with Neo, blah, blah, oh. blah. So yeah, very funny. Good times. But I like Ready or Not because it also, anything with Henry Cherney is aces as far as I'm concerned because he plays the, uh, the patriarch of the family. And then he was uh, the, the dickhead in the first Mission Impossible movie, yeah. uh, et cetera, et cetera. So he's always fun to watch play just yeah. a complete ass. So so there's that. Thumbs up there. Thumbs up. <laughs> right on. It was it you was a part of you. I can tell. Is that, is that it for you this week, Eric? <laughs> uh, that that may as well be it. Yeah. I mean, everything I watched was in preparation for this week's show. Nice. Okay. Glad to hear it. Um, Chris took most of my thunder. Um, I'll just call out one thing. I. I had bought a year ago, it came out on October 30th last year, uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 for the Nintendo Switch. And it's, you know, it's it's a Haunted Mansion game, so I'm like, well, I'm going to save that for October of 2020, which I did, and I played much of it. So you sat on it for a year? I sat on it for a full year and just <laughs> wow. decided to play it this year in October, wow. and I played it. Good on you. It's it's really good. It's really polished, but I never I got like way far in this game and I never got used to the controls. Cuz if you've ever played Luigi's Mansion on, on the GameCube or anything, it's it's this thing where you're moving Luigi around with the left stick and you're aiming his little weapon vacuum thing with your right thumbstick, but the movement of the vacuum is relative to Luigi. So if you're like facing the camera and you push the stick to the right, he rotates clockwise and it's just confusing. And I played hours of this thing and I never got used to it. That's yeah. nothing. I still can't stop calling him Loogie. <laughs> <laughs> um, you would think that that would be a problem though if your uh, game architecture is too confusing after hours of gameplay. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's this really polished Nintendo game, except for this one glaring thing that Nintendo doesn't usually do, which is to have confusing controls. So, it's a good game. It's not a great game. If you like, I mean, it's got great animation. They've got a lot of clever ideas. It it really kind of has the same vibe as the old Mickey Mouse ghost cartoons and the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Um, So, it's fun. It's a good October game, but... It's not October anymore, so I'm not going to finish it. I'm done. Well, here's the okay. important question. Uh, how much has the price dropped on that game f- between last year and now? <laughs> yeah, really? Uh, I paid $0 this year. I paid, you know, full price last year. Yeah. No, Nintendo games never drop in price. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, Eric, he, what he's saying is they're going to have to pay you to play it. Ah, uh, okay. What I'm saying is Eric's never going to play Luigi's Mansion 3. No, no. I, I play three <laughs> or four video games, and they're all open sandboxes yeah. where you murder the fuck out of people. That's all I want. I yeah. want I want there them to make Killer in the Dark as a game, where it's just night in a city forever, <laughs> and you just walk around hatcheting people. Yeah. And there's no, like, no, no objective other than to just kill random and people. And not have cops ruin your fun. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you can also kill them, I guess. Oh, you can kill them, but then more cops show up. You know, it's it's the oh, that's the true. grand yeah, theft like auto ants. paradox. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Anyway, I think that pretty much. I mean, the rest of my fresh shit was the election and my anxiety attacks, Which, and you know. Well, uh, d- this is the interesting fact. You're talking about the election, real quick. Uh, I did see online that apparently there was like a 300 percent increase in searches for the YG. Uh, Nipsey Hussle song from like 2016 called F- <laughs> FDT, which is basically just a chorus going, fuck, fuck Donald, Donald Trump, Trump, fuck Donald yeah. Trump, fuck, fuck Donald Trump. Trump. And we've been playing it yeah, on repeat off of Trump. YouTube here in the house for like two <laughs> days now because it's just so yeah, amazing. It's just Donald the movie. Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. 
Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's I it's like a mood folks, and uh, like it's you. good. So go back and revisit as you can. <laughs> so. Yay! Okay, everybody breathe. We're gonna get out of the fresh shit and back to the show. It's about to get weird, fellas. Uh, uh. All right, so, <laughs> so Chris, lay this one out for us. Uh, this is all you, man. This I I thought we could just do something that didn't require a whole lot of prep because I knew the week was gonna be just stupid, uh, and this all stems back to about a month ago during my Halloween annual viewings of stuff, and I caught the 1990 version of The Witches with Angelica Houston, and I had never seen it before, and I got through the movie and. To the point where when Angelica Houston like rips off her face and turns into this witch, I literally sat up on the edge of the couch and just went, what the fuck am I watching? This is the weirdest goddamn movie I've ever seen in my life. And it just blew me away. And then I started thinking about, well, what's movies, what are movies out there that are weird, but not intentionally so? I wanted to set a challenge for myself. And I might have found a couple. So I thought I'd relay it over to you guys and see if you could think of any that are not supposed to be weird but just ended up that way it's an easy thesis but in execution i found it intensely hard so So. i i struggled with this prompt right like i i could not because everything i could think of was intentionally weird yeah and i like how how eric tried to to clarify he's like so like tetsu the iron man if i yeah if i hadn't tried to clarify then we wouldn't have Noticed these issues. Yeah, so uh, so that's just the funny part. But I like how Eric's got a, like a list going, and Brian's on the other end going, I can't think of <laughs> shit. And then I got like two or three in the middle, so I think it's a, like a wide swath between the three of us. I'll, I, I came up with two things that don't quite work, so I'll mention okay. my first one. There's no rules um, here. There's no judgment. This, it's so, a safe space. So this is kind of along the... At first, I tried to come up with like changes, you know, movies that change genre or tone, but that really wasn't it. Yeah. And then, uh, but but I, I want to, I'll, I'll I'll say that there is an example of that that I thought might be kind of relevant, but only in the past, and that is Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, right? Okay. It's a movie that was created to trip up the audience by saying, you know, here's an Alfred Hitchcock thriller, right? And and then we're gonna kill our star. You know, early on, and and the whole movie's going to shift gears, and the whole audience is going to be wrong-footed. But no one can see that version of Psycho now. No, right? Like, you know, Janet Leigh gets killed in the shower because you've seen that a million times, and it's on the box and it's on the poster, and that wasn't how they marketed the movie in the, at the time. Yeah, it was a pretty tight lid. But Psycho became one of those sort of just textbook movies of fucking with the audience. But once you yeah. know the twist, you can't go back to it. But I'll go you one better. I think if in, instead of the Hitchcock version, what you need to do is the one <laughs> with Vince Vaughn, no, where I it's don't. a shot-for-shot recreation. That is fucking weird as shit. I don't know if you've ever seen that I've one seen or it, yeah. attempted it, but it's just like, you watch it, you're like, there's no point to this movie at all. None. <laughs> well, the problem so. with that second Psycho is like everything Hitchcock came up with is genius. Uh, everything that uh, 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 guy with three names, yeah, uh, did is like yes, technically correct, but every cut makes you go, "That's right, I'm watching a movie." There, I'm not, I'm <laughs> yeah. not in it anymore. I'm watching it technically, yeah. you know. Yeah, I'm watching a, a class project. Yeah, basically. but but so, I'm yeah. aware of it. I'm never in the story at all. <laughs> yeah, don't you think that's weird though? No. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, okay. So I inadvertently brought one up. I didn't realize I yeah. brought up the Good for you. Since. See, hey, it's not so go. hard. It's uh, not so hard. Somebody else do something. I want to hear what Eric has on his list, because he said he had like five, right? Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, it's my version of, of, of weird. Oh, yeah, no, no. You know? This is about as arbitrary as it gets, okay. fellas. <laughs> so don't don't feel like we're trying to nail it on the first landing. All right, because uh, I do but have- I am curious. I, I did follow the rules and come up with a single to discuss, right? Okay. But I have these. Uh, okay, so number- f- Give us your runners up. Yeah. Number five, uh, The Stuntman, which- 
okay. is a weird mm. movie the first time you see it because you're like, what yeah. the is going on? <laughs> yeah, it's like, is yeah, this a movie? Is this not a movie? Is you know, yeah. And it's only by the end you realize absolutely nothing was weird, <laughs> you know. And that's yeah. you know, it's like it's it's a really fun. It's a comedy twist, really. Yeah, because um, once you find out that at the end that Peter O'Toole is really that insane, and it's really just uh, a movie director. Yeah, he, it just all clicks. Yeah, he he makes everyone think he is that evil and weird, and he's not. He's just cracking up by the end. <laughs> but yeah, a guy died. But hey, fuck him. Uh, yeah. I don't know. People die all the I, time. I I just adore that movie, and it's kind of weird. But it's not very weird. It's it's almost it almost doesn't make the list. Uh, okay. Number four is a film called Heaven, with uh, uh, Timothy Hutton and uh, Kelly McGillis, and oh, about a guy okay. who dies and goes to heaven and falls in love, and then the woman gets reincarnated, and he basically makes a deal. You know, please reincarnate me, reincarnate me to just send me to the same country and I'll find her. And he has until his 30th birthday to find the his soulmate who is reincar- reincarnated on Earth. And it's mm. it's it's really weird, but it's really lovely. And Deborah Winger <laughs> plays his guardian angel in an uncredited performance that is a very sizable part as a dude with red hair. It's like, what? Okay, you're selling well, me on this movie. It, this is yeah, a good movie. It's, it's, and, yeah. and he basically, yeah. when he's Made reincarnated, he basically comes down as Neil Young. I mean, he's got the hat, the harmonica, <laughs> everything about him is Neil Young. And he's looking oh, around for nice. Kelly McGill's. And when he does find her, if he finds her, maybe it's really good. I think I spoiled. Uh, but yeah, mm. it's, it, it's really way worth seeing if you can find it. And I don't did, know why it's... Did McGillis make that one before or after Top Gun? I, I think after. It was after. Okay. Because okay. when it came out, people were like, what the fuck are you doing in this movie? And she's like, I didn't become an actress to be a movie star. This was, you know, like a really <laughs> yeah. good film. It was a paying gig. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. It's a really good okay. film. It's like, yeah, okay, it's not Top Gun 2, but. Yeah. I remember I'd seen the box cover for that at Blockbuster all the time and just thinking, I'm I'm big on afterlife oh, you know movies. I mean? See, I I okay. I love I love that because boy does it free you up. And no matter what you do, you can't be told you're wrong. Okay. Um. Okay. Okay. So so you want me to keep pushing on? Keep going. Oh yeah, yeah do it. Yeah, keep We're going. Okay. Phantasm yeah. two. Now Phantasm. Ooh, I haven't seen the that first one. Phantasm. Is just basically your standard sort of regional regionally produced horror film that's for a horror film not bad but it's certainly it's it's no better than anything they do on mst3k but the The only thing that saves phantasm is that they get to the end and then they open that portal and then it's something you realize what the fuck is going on it's like what the first one like it's just very you know yeah it's 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 almost goofy and like i said it could have just been like a, a a a a buffalo new york (laughs) <laughs> production of everyone in town yeah, really like doing a movie um but the second one is the one where they said okay let's just take all the characters let's take all the setup and let's throw like a lot of production money at some people who know what they're doing and it becomes uber creepy that's why everyone always talks about phantasm 2 they don't talk about phantasm 1 the same way they talk about <laughs> evil dead 2 they don't really talk about evil dead 1 Mm, and yeah. and and it's unlike Evil Dead Two, which would have made this list if it wasn't funny. Uh, this is just if you watch it at the wrong time of day, you have nightmares. It's just it's it's so <laughs> it just kaka made me weird. Um, because isn't it? It follows the the kid from the first one mm-hmm. and his brother uh, and his brother's ice cream salesman buddy. That's what it was, because, yeah, because the, the second one Hey, we one don't came... have time to talk about ice cream. There's killer clowns from outer space <laughs> killing people. It's about oh, right. Oh, boy, ice cream always yeah, finds I, its I'd, way into here, I, doesn't it? Yeah, because I'd, wa- I'd watched Phantasm for my October surprise this year, and I, I have been circling Phantasm too, but I have not yet pulled the trigger. Yeah, so I, 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 intriguing. I enjoy it. And I'm, I'm sorry that it turned into a, a franchise-type deal. It's like... Guys, you you're lucky you got two 
effective horror films out of an old guy who's tall. Okay. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Did Coscarelli do the other ones or was it just the I first? I remember one? him on the cover box, but I don't, I never watched anything beyond two. Wait, oh wait. Okay, I'm checking it now. He did, he did direct Phantasm 3. Yeah. Oh, he did them okay. all. So, yeah, okay. Good so for So he's him. like the child's play guy. He's just gonna, that's his career. He's just gonna keep doing hey, it's it. it's a check. Well, and then he did Bubba Hotep, yeah. So, you know. <laughs> all right, what's the next one, uh, Let's Eric? see, that's one, two, three. Uh, four is a film I will be surprised if either of you have seen, Enter the Void. See, there are a lot of afterlife movies in my list. Enter the Void. I, I don't <laughs> I know this one. I know I've skipped okay. past it on a streaming service several times. Yeah. But this yeah. is, what this is, is one that you really, really, it's, 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 it's okay. It's pretty good. But if you're on drugs, it's fucking great. Um, it's about an American drug dealer who lives in Tokyo who dies. And so the movie is his perspective of floating out of his body in this hotel where all this shit's going on and it's just disjointed afterlife first person shit and it's it's a mind fuck i mean that's it's a it, it's it's the movie is only about that complicated and very so okay. that's basically a framing device for them to just do a bunch of sort of just stuff in this in the same room that this poor guy is haunting or whatever uh the whole hotel but yeah that's the thing it's also it's like an anthology it's, no no it's hung around it is death. a single shot of him floating through walls and seeing what's going on in this hotel uh huh and so so what makes it not deliberately weird uh just because it's because i i think because it's not how am I, how can i put this Deliberately weird to me is like going, hey, how wacky, huh? This is, there's no other way to shoot an an out-of-body experience of a dead person than the way they did it, you know? It's like, Mm. it's not the, it's- So it's high concept. Yeah, it's not the approach is uh, uh, goofy, it's- the the approach is actually <laughs> makes a whole lot of sense. It's the 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 idea behind it that is heavy. Okay. Yeah, but it's it's okay. really I don't know. I I saw it you know one one night and I've seen it since. And the first time I was very high, uh, and it, yeah, it's <laughs> it's I don't know. It's weird. That's all did, I can tell you. Did it make you want to? Did it make you want to watch Always? Uh, nothing makes me want to watch always. <laughs> okay, I, that's the right answer. Uh, that's a test. Okay. God, Congratulations. I, I only just found out that that BFG movie, was that a Steven Spielberg film? Yes. I'm so glad yes. that people, you know, are catching on. He's just, fuck him. I just hate Steven Spielberg. Yeah. My God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The good news for Eric is that he lives in Oregon where they basically decriminalized all the drugs this week. Yeah, which means apparently, <laughs> yeah. but that apparently means I can't have heroin. So... Well, I, I think you can. It's just a misdemeanor now, and you have to go to like mandatory therapy or some yeah. drug treatment or something. But at least yeah. you don't end up in jail. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, show up with the newspaper. Don't quote me on that. I am not paying a whole lot of attention. <laughs> I'll show up with the newspaper. Yeah. Only if you get. I'll caught. show up with the newspaper with the story that's been decriminalized and go. But I can't have heroin. <laughs> I just and then he like flips the table. This is such bullshit. <laughs> no, I'll do it like the way I got out of uh, jury duty, where I'm just a nudge the entire time, and I go, but but I can I have heroin though? But can I have it? <laughs> and then eventually they'll just give me heroin. You know? Yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. Okay, okay, but my my number one pick, and you can debate whether or not this is intentionally weird. Okay. Okay. Because it is 1960s French sci-fi, which is in the vein of Barbarella and all of those. Right. Uh, okay. Fantastic Planet is the weirdest fucking movie I have ever goddamn yes. seen. Yes, I will agree with you on that. And I don't I think they they did it like a weird psychedelic thing, but I don't think they were trying to make it as fucking weird as it It's out. 1960s sci- French sci-fi, as I say, which is a very stylized sort of genre. Uh, the story is this. Humans have been uh, 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 abducted by aliens for years and brought to this planet where they are kept as pets. And uh, the... 
the creatures there are these enormously tall humanoid blue aliens uh, who, you know, care for them like, you know, well, like pet animals. The thing is, every generation or so, they overbreed so that there are too many humans everywhere. And there's all these little tiny, you know, for them, ankle high humans littering the place. And so they have to have a mass slaughter and destroy all the humans to clear the population. Um, one of these humans, and the story is told through his perspective, uh, learns. Using the alien's learning device, he learns, and he brings this learning to the other humans, and together they rise up and form, you know, a... a I don't know how much more I want to say than that, but he starts the revolt of these miniature humans versus these godlike blue alien creatures. Um, yeah. And it that... That almost sounds too much like Battlefield Earth to be of any interest, but it's done <laughs> in an animation style that is more like oil painting. It is the yeah. best it's hmm. the best Fuck artwork man. for an animated film where they barely move them. I mean, they, they're basically using all the tricks to get around doing full animation because it is the early 1970s, but you don't give a shit because it's all drawn so well. Uh, and in the American release, Barry Bostwick is the voice of the lead. That's about the only name. Um, <laughs> Good old Barry. Originally, it's in French, which, you know, if you don't mind reading a film, it's worth doing. Uh, yeah, we've got the we've got the Blu-ray uh, that we pop out every now and then because it's just, yeah. It's, every time I see it, it takes me to really weird places. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's because it, the way it's designed more than anything is the the thing that you go this is just straight because it's like a head trip kind of a thing almost because mm-hmm. it's that definitely of that era that the psychedelic 60s but uh it's just i mean it's not like yellow submarine where it's like whoa, wacky, look, yeah. whoa, whoa. it's like it's just it's very intense and very serious they make, which i think makes it even weirder. they make a very distinct aesthetic choice in the way they you know in what they draw and the way they draw it, but they are very tight yeah. in their concept, which is why it isn't just silly. You know, with yeah. something like Aliens because- on Another Planet, you can do almost anything, but they... Oh, yeah, and that's the other thing. They're, these aliens, they have, like, a meditation hour where they go into this building and then they float up in these bubbles and you go, what? What? And- it's if it was weird for weird sake i'd say it happens once just so you can go groovy man and then forget it but no no it ties into the larger story eventually there's real thought put into this and it's based on a book so of course they've got tight source material but what they did with it i thought was just amazing and weird it's a head it's it's a head trip i'll tell you that it's got a funky beat and i can bug out to it seriously Watch it sometime. Should I watch it sober? Or uh, that's really <laughs> that's yeah. That's ah, a personal I got it. Call, I got it. Honestly, uh, next time you have the flu, watch it. <laughs> that <laughs> will tell you, you. Yeah, it is definitely yeah, a fever dream movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So Chris, I'm sure you came loaded for bear on this thing. No, I mean, I'd only had one, and then Eric decided to one-up us with his fucking list. <laughs> well, I put so, in time. I, I just th- wanted weird. <laughs> yeah. Which is so strange. It's like the first time that Brian and I are like, yeah, whatever, the week sucks. And Eric's like, I came with thousands of movies. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so, Good. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, so uh, what was your one, Chris? Uh, well, I actually came up with a, a, a countdown as well, if we want okay. to play along. Bring it. So, <clears throat> uh, one I already mentioned was The Witches from 1990. Because uh, I have not had an experience like that in a while where I'm watching a movie I've never seen before and then spend most of it going, what the f- WTF? That, what? What? I mean, it was just strange to me because it's supposed to be a kid's movie and it was fucking terrifying. <laughs> but I can't imagine being a nine-year-old kid watching this in 1990 and that, not being scarred. That was playing life. at the Lake Six when I worked there uh, as an usher. And yeah, children were leaving their bawling. It was so great. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's an intense movie, I and told, it's like I told my yeah. daughter I I because I mentioned the Anne Hathaway the new one. Yeah. Uh, last week, I told my daughter about it, and I'm like, "Do I have your permission to scar my granddaughters with this thing? I really want." To. <laughs> She's yeah. like, "Now I want to watch it." I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good for you." Yeah, like the only thing that would probably come close would be like Return to Oz from like '84, <laughs> uh, and I tried. It's on the Disney Plus. Uh, offerings and I tried to watch it one night and my wife was like, no, no, turn this off now. Turn it off now. now. <laughs> so that's another yeah, one. Return to Oz isn't uh, so much weird as boring. That's the problem with that yeah. one. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. Uh, so there's that. And then my fourth option, uh, I, have a th- I have a weird issue with any movies that anthropomorphize stuff like uh, inanimate objects and animals and things so most of the disney oeuvre really gets under my toy skin. story but the one that, like toy story but toy story is still entertaining but the one that gets under my skin is cars because you're watching oh. it and yeah nothing, cars makes nothing no makes, damn sense yeah it's like so in this world where are their thumbs how do they build this shit who's driving them uh Who's driving them? Why do uh, they exist in the first yeah. place? <laughs> I'm like, how did they exist? Like, this is a whole theological nightmare waiting to happen. Uh, it just <laughs> bothers me from start to finish, and it's just not fun at all. It's just weird from start to finish, and that's saying something for Pixar. Because I mean, yeah, they've got movies about toys that come alive and robots in space and what have you. And, and yeah, I, and you know, anthropomorphized emotions. Yeah, but somehow yeah. the the cars that have eyes <laughs> in their windshields <laughs> and no drivers and yeah. still go to a gas station. How do they? How do they use the pump? Yeah, yeah. Like, or how do they have sex? Who, dr- I mean, who drills like, the there's oil? So many oh, questions. thanks, Chris. Thanks for that. <laughs> no, yeah, I, really. I. The thing is, though, one of the ones I was going to put on my list, but ended up taking off because I had a similar issue, but it didn't. It didn't feel like something that was intentionally weird. Was Polar Express? Yeah. Because Polar Express yes. is weird, but in the wrong way. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's played by Tom Hanks. Why not? And everything looks terrifying. It's a children's movie where you're scared of everyone on screen. What happened to the mommy? Uncanny Valley, the movie. Yeah. 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 Thanks a lot, Zemeckis. So, (laughs) who made three, four, like three films in that same style going, God damn it, I'll make this work. There's something where this (laughs) will work. They're all equally terrifying. All equally terrifying. Uh, But yeah, Cars just really bothers me on uh, multiple levels. And it's just. I, I think they set out to make just a, a rompy kids fun movie, and it's just fucking strange from start to finish. It just irritates me. Uh, so there's that. And then my third pick was uh, the David Lynch, the only G-rated David Lynch movie ever made, The Straight Story. Uh, oh, be- the guy on the lawnmower. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, Richard Farnsworth on the lawnmower to go see Harry Dean Stanton before he dies. Uh and the reason it's weird is because it's G-rated, so it's just sweet, but it's done by David Lynch, so everything is just <laughs> slightly off kilter, and he's still got his tendencies for the way he crafts scenes and things, and so they'll have like a sweet dialogue between two old men, and then the camera will like pan off to the farmhouse, and then you expect to see, like, Crispin Glover like crushing cockroaches with a shoe or something, and they never deliver. And so the whole movie, I'm like, where's the weird part? Oh, you fucked me again, David Lynch? God damn it! And that's literally every time I watch a straight story, I can't get over the lynchiness of it, because it's just there. And I think he made that so, yeah. because he was tired of people saying all he can do is weird R-rated stuff, right? It was, yeah. I'm actually a filmmaker, guys. Here, look, see? Yeah. And it's a good movie, but yeah, it's just, it, it's got all of his quirks, just none of the weirdness that you normally get. It's like an, it's like a void almost, which makes it even weirder to me. So yeah. Oh, the straight story. Uh, right, then what? And then, and then number two is sort of just an overarching, uh, any comedy starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, <laughs> Basically, Can we boils- put Stop or My Mom Will Shoot on this list as well? Just- <laughs> yeah, like all the action heroes it's of the early 90s doing... Yeah. It's not a tumor. It's not. Sit down. Uh, so starting with Twins that he did with Danny DeVito, and then going into Kindergarten Cop, uh, Junior, Last Action Hero. Because that's just, the all these- comedy that I would have a baby because I'm so manly. <laughs> I'm a very manly, yeah. like, butch 
Like, why would I have yeah. vagina? It is not true. Oh, and Jingle All the Way. Let's not forget that. But they're all like the same type of movie where they just kind of play against type for I'm Arnold. I'm pretty sure Jingle All the just, Way is what ruined his career. Well, that was yeah. the end. Or End of, end of Days, maybe. A bunch of stuff. End came of out Days felt like a, an attempt at a comeback, though. Yeah. There was like <sighs> two attempted comebacks, but, and then, oh, fuck it, I'll be governor. <laughs> basically but his comedies they're just I'm like they're they're these high concept s- slick studio movies they're all I- ivan but reitman when you s- right yeah most of them are ivan reitman when you watch them from start to finish you're like this is just none of this makes any goddamn sense even by the rules that they have applied to the movie right like junior is a, a fair example because it's basically just a whole movie of arnold going through the trouble of being the first pregnant man and saying things like my nipples are so sore it's like jesus christ what the fuck am i well watching? the first <laughs> comedy was twins which was a funny concept yeah every one of his comedies since then has basically been a play on what arnold schwarzenegger is blah blah you know like yeah. that's blah, the blah, comedy blah. it's all self-referential yeah. horseshit about but yeah but no what yeah but just but just the lengths that they go to for the concept just so they can plug Schwarzenegger into the film yeah. is what's strange to me because it just everyone you watch you're like they're trying way too hard to make this an enjoyable time <laughs> at the movies and no that's literally every movie so uh I just had to give a shout out to that because they just make me feel oogie when I watch them <laughs> Uh, so stop with the comedies, Arnold. Nobody cares. Or just retire because uh, you're, you know, go swim in a in a pool full of money and and yeah, relax. Really, really. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, uh, also, but, you know what? Just just on that that note, because I'm still like, I I'm only just like rocking all of this Schwarzenegger comedy stuff. But even uh, Killing yeah. Gunter, which is a comedy, oh, that yeah. he is in. Oh. Well, the 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 com- comedic premise there for him is still wait a minute Arnold Schwarzenegger is a hitman it's like there is yeah. no divorcing Arnold Schwarzenegger from Arnold Schwarzenegger in his comedies yeah that's the thing and then even like Last Action Hero which is supposed to be a deconstruction of his entire persona yeah. uh, just reinforced yeah. it instead yeah. it's just like that's the it's so weird it's like this is. Totally the opposite of what you intended. I have a feeling this movie. someone explained what comedy was to him as a young man, and it, it all he got was, oh, it's self-referential. Well, no, no, that's a kind yeah. of comedy. No, that's all comedy. Thank you. I got it. Got to hit the gym. And that was it. Well, I think it's... Fe- I think it's because his first comedy was, like, what, 79 when he was in The Villain with <gasps> Kirk right. Douglas and, and Margaret and he played like the, the hero guy who was just basically the archetype white hat yeah. jackass mm-hmm. uh, whom um, <laughs> she was just trying to, to bed the entire time and then it's Kirk Douglas doing all the Coyote Roadrunner bullshit through the entire yeah, I forget movie. about that one. I think that's literally he's, yeah. he's, he's in it but he's, he's unnecessary. It's like anyone could have been yeah. in that. Yeah. He's basically just the Roadrunner character. Uh, so that may be where he said, you know what, this, this right here is comedy gold. So yeah. So what was your final, your number one, Chris? Uh, it's one that I circle back to every time I think what's the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen. And I got to tell you nine times out of 10, it's paint your wagon (laughs) from 1969 starring Lee Marvin, Clint Eastwood and Gene Seberg. It's a gigantic, big-budget studio musical at the time when gigantic, big-budget studio musicals were just dying at the box office. And it's set in <laughs> the 19th century about a bunch of panhandler prospectors in the California gold rush setting up a boomtown. Uh, and then, oh yeah, wait, it's a musical, so we should probably insert some songs that have no bearing on anything, because it's a musical. It's not based on any Lee, any stage show, right? It was like a made-for-film it was Yeah, film. it's a stage... No, it's a stage oh, yeah. show from like 1951 uh, that was done by Lerner and Lowe. Oh. So... So you would think, yeah, that should be a whiz-bang, slam-dunk musical. No, because none of the songs are interesting, A, 
B, hey, let's take two very distinct top of their time action stars, Clint Eastwood and Lee Marvin, and let's make them sing even though they can't sing. So it's just painful. And then you're going to add Gene Seberg, and then the whole thing devolves into this weird meditation on polyamory. It's like, what in the fuck is going on? Because, like, two is basically. Clint Eastwood two, sing and dance. That's my question. Uh, he doesn't dance, but he sings. Not very well. Oh, Lord. I talk to the trees, but they don't listen to me. I talk to the stars, but they never hear me. Lee Marvin sort of whisper sings. And he's the only one that looks like he's trying to make a go of it, but apparently he was drunk through the entire production. <laughs> uh, you know, you remember our friend uh, uh, Luke Fedopia? He he, I, he apparently worked the delivery job in Tucson, and one of his clients was Lee Marvin, who was just outside of Tucson, and he said that yeah. you know everybody thinks that like like he was always a, a badass and he did all this great acting for the comedy cat baloo but no yeah. the real lee marvin was the drunk from cat baloo <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically seen a sight that didn't look better looking back well and his character in paint your wagon is basically just a drunk prospector who so it's it basically it starts where he's coming through the wilderness and clint eastwood is traveling with his brother but their wagon like rolls down a hill and wrecks and the brother dies and Clint Eastwood is all banged up, and Lee Marvin decides to help, you know, patch him up and whatnot. So they're getting ready to bury the brother, and then that's when they find the gold, and Lee Marvin immediately stakes the claim and says, this guy's my partner. And so then they have this, like, bromance, and then the boomtown springs up around him, and then everybody's singing these songs that just aren't memorable at all, which is just weird in and of itself. And then the town sort of grows from there and it's sort of a, a meditation on the the civilization of the west almost but it's just none of it makes a lick of sense because it just moves from like set piece to set piece because they're like oh wait no we're a musical we got to shoehorn a song in now and, and then it's like this tone deaf uh singer doing something that should be fun and it's not and then the whole subplot where a mormon guy comes into town with his two wives one of them's gene seberg and he ends up selling her to the highest bidder because she's kind of a pill. And then Lee Marvin outbids everybody, gets her, and then he ends up sharing her with Clint Eastwood. And then they do the whole thing. It's like, well, if a man could have two wives, why can't a woman have two husbands? Eh, fuck it. And then it becomes this like triangle thing. And then the civilization moves in. And then by the end of the thing, they, hang, they hatch this scheme to dig tunnels all under the brothels and things because there's so much gold dust in the floorboards that they could just clean it all up. And then by the end, the whole town sinks into a, a sinkhole. And then that's the end. It's like, I waited two and a half hours for this? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, but it's only notable for the, the main, the biggest song, which I guess was a top 10 hit in the UK or Australia, is Lee Marvin singing I Was Born Under a Wandering Star. But it's like him, I was born under a wandering star. In Australia, where they appreciate drunks. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's like, (laughs) so there's just so much about this that just, like, it it almost cusps into normal musical territory. Like, you get, like, a Music Man number where the whole town's singing about the Wells Fargo wagon, and then it just falls completely on its face time and time again. It's just like, this is so odd. It's like, why? How? Who? So, <laughs> so 
I'm gonna I'm gonna try and uh, I do have one other movie to talk about. Maybe I can okay. bring it home with this. So I I you know you know me I'm the popcorn movie guy on the show, right? Like I'll I'll go yeah. see the big the big budget blockbusters all the time. And so I was trying to think of a of a just just a colossal misfire, you know, and and I gotta tell you, the one I'm coming with makes the Lone Ranger look competent. It make I mean John Carter was a bomb, but it was also actually underrated. Good. Right, yeah, good, it's a yeah. great movie. Yeah, Valerian and the Shitty of a Thousand Shits does not hold a candle to the gigantic <laughs> money inferno. I forgot that is Jupiter that ascending. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. AKA what? Dog Boy. Yeah, you would think that like a movie where they're going to cast Channing Tatum as a dude with dog ears, you would think is already just supposed to be weird, but they play it straight. How did and it bring does it work? So much talent and so much production value. You've got Mila yeah. Kunis, you've got Channing Tatum. It's it's made by the Wachowskis. It's got yeah, Eddie, Eddie Redmayne. Redmayne in it. Yeah. It's got Sean Bean in it, and none of it works at all. Oh, it's the stupidest. It's so dumb. And that's part of like the weird Wachowski run that started with Speed Racer. Uh, Speed Racer is fun. Jupiter Ascending is anti-fun. It is just there. It It is this giant shining obelisk of stupid that you just look at it and go, why? Why? No, I see what Chris is saying, though. It's like they started with a movie that is actually good and is a fun concept, but nobody got. And they kept making films that nobody got. And I think Jupiter Ascending becomes, ah, fuck it. I don't know. Maybe this? You know? (laughs) Some some team of concept artists have a great portfolio, but they have to sheepishly say, yeah, this is Jupiter Ascending. You know, because there's a lot of art, but there's just nothing. It's a Cinderella story about a Russian toilet cleaner who actually owns the earth and doesn't know it and Eddie Redmayne and and, and dog boy and and her, and and her dog boy things. with his like uh like Annie Grab skates. I mean God it's like yeah damn. they play it so straight but yeah you watch it you're like this is the dumbest thing I might have seen ever. If they in my had a tongue in cheek <laughs> on it it might have been a campy classic exactly yeah. it's just it's like just Channing Tatum this. starts fucking her leg. That would have been great. <laughs> it's just this dead cat of a movie that just thuds in front of you. It's yeah. so dumb. Yeah, um, Jupiter so descending. I don't yeah. know if it's weird, but that oh, was no. my reaction to just watching, like, how did this much money and this much talent <laughs> result in this much boring? Yeah. No, Why? I get where you're coming from, because you look at Valerian and you're like, this is just a piece of shit. Valerian but you look at Jupiter's some redeeming yeah. qualities. I can yeah. see the good movie in Valerian, and yeah. I can see them having, and it has good scenes. Well, it's yeah. it's a filmmaker who has made movies before that were all style, no substance that people managed to somehow like. But at some point, <laughs> you need some substance. It can't yeah. just all be fluff filler. Yeah, and that that and movie so, is nothing but fluff filler with two entirely untalented actors. I'm sorry, <laughs> I hate both of them. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But yeah, but you look at Jupiter Ascending, you're like, there's so much. That should work for this thing, but yet, and like every scene is so overfilled with its, just the way that the frames filled up with shit, and it's just so like over opulent, it's like a gilded turd, basically is what it is. (laughs) I have this scene in my head now that I wish had been, like for some reason, he, uh, Channing Tatum needs to take this pill. And while he's talking, he <laughs> takes the pill. And while he's talking, he like walks into her bathroom and like takes a couple of sips out of the toilet. And he just yeah. keeps on with the dialogue. And she just, <laughs> did you just drink out of the toilet? Well, that's yeah. where the water is. You know, that would have been really fun. Or, or if, if he got wounded, they like put a cone on him for like 30 minutes in the movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Just make it like an airplane his movie. stitches. Yeah. yeah. Just zucker it up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Man. But yeah, no, I agree with you, right? That one is just, it's strange on multiple levels, but mostly because they just played it way too straight. Yeah. yeah. And that worked, did not work in its favor. How did this happen situation? Is there even source material on that? Is that from something? No, that's all them. Man. No, it's that's original. all them. They have, oh. they got ideas, man. They're, they're, they were writing lore and, and God, nobody they, cares. They were hoping for they, another Matrix. 
Yeah, yeah, I think. Basically. This is like a whole universe they're trying to build and nobody, it just none of it works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that was that was my contribution. I got I got nothing else. No, I I agree with that. So Eric went the art house realm. <laughs> uh, I went just standard Hollywood spectacle. And, and Brian takes the <laughs> takes the modern the flashy era. blockbuster special effects extravaganza. I think, yeah. I think we've all summed up our own particular tastes. Right I mean, now. mine are all I think almost all afterlife movies because that's the only thing where you can completely unglue from reality and yeah. you can't be called silly for it there's because because if anybody knows that you're wrong who are they gonna tell they're dead <laughs> that's true it's no twins i'll tell you that yeah <laughs> god damn and and, and uh-huh. to that and i'll wrap it up by saying folks take a break take a breather like it's yeah. been a year relax don't yeah. take things too seriously if you start to get into the anxiety stuff like like turn it off. Put your phone down. Step away. Go outside. Do something else. Oh, by the way, Alex Trebek died. Yeah, Alex Trebek. Saturday Night Live <laughs> is so mad, probably that that Alex Trebek died after, yeah. right after Sean Connery, and it happened bef- after they produced <gasps> the show. Right? I didn't think yeah. of that. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, now I'll curse you in hell, Trebek. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll I take hope that 20- comes up next week. Yeah, I'll take 2020 can suck a bag of dicks for 500. <laughs> Are you kidding? This is where we th- overthrew the tyrant. This is where we tore down the statue of the emperor. This is this is a great year. Yeah. We so, blew up the Death Star, but they're still building another one. So to that end, a programming note from the show. As the year uh, goes on, we may take a week or, or so. We'll take a mulligan a couple of weeks coming into the end of 2020 here, but what we're going to do is we're going to do some reruns of shows from the first year of the Magnificent the Huge podcast, some of the better ones that maybe you haven't heard if you already subscribed to the podcast, which if you haven't, subscribe to the podcast. Click I the think button. If, if you subscribe to any podcast, you know this trick. I mean, I don't think there's a Planet Money that is that is new anymore. They're all originally broadcast from 2016. Yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah, if this is a surprise to you, get the fuck over it. Yeah. But anyway, some good episodes will show up while we don't do Jack. And if you subscribe to the podcast, you'll hear them. If you rate the podcast, maybe more people will hear them. If you share it on your social feeds, maybe more people will hear them. And as yeah. always, you can contact us. Hit us up on Twitter. We're at MagHuge, M-A-G-H-U-G-E. You can find us on Facebook, Magnificently Huge Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, and you can email us, magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com. For links to all of that crap, because nobody wants to remember all that crap, go to our website, maghuge.com, M-A-G-H-U-G-E.com, and you can also find all our old episodes there. And we'll see you when we feel like doing an episode while we lick our wounds and recover from this garbage fire of a fucking year. Bye! <laughs>